Happy July. Happy almost 4th of July. Yeah. Um, episode 2, season 2, whatever we're calling this. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. The energy is weird. Yeah, the energy today and just this week in general has been odd. Yeah. Off. Odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some tension in the sky. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think you've felt it more so than I have this week, but I have felt it today. Oh, for sure. I've been feeling it up, down, all around. <laughs> all around. Yeah, I've been trying so hard to just like let it pass. But yeah. yeah, I've definitely been, I've been so grumpy. Like things have really like sparked some like, I guess, deep seated like little moments where I was like, oh, I'm mad. I'm yeah. really mad. Like over <laughs> such silly things. And, and I mean, on it, in the grand scheme of things, it's honestly funny. But right, yeah, like, I've definitely been like way more feisty than I ever have yeah. been. Well, not ever have been, but you but, know like, what I mean. Normally yeah, than like my usual self. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been feeling pretty feisty. Yeah. I, uh, there were definitely some moments this week that I felt annoyed with people. Yeah. But I think... I'm used to the fire moon. <laughs> but maybe that's like, maybe what I consider to be really feisty is you're annoyed. I, I guess, yeah. Maybe. I guess so. I don't know. I think it's even hard when to I'm annoyed, I'm still kind of just like, well, at work, I'm yeah. having to keep it like, if I'm annoyed at work, I'm really yeah. not letting it out. I'm just doing it in my head. <laughs> well, I definitely haven't gotten into, into any altercations or arguments. So I don't Have you think... gotten into a fist fight this no, week? No, I haven't okay, well, gotten into good. any like barroom brawls or anything. Okay. Well, I'm glad. I just noticed the feeling of, like, frustration and anger coming up a lot. Yeah. Even if I don't act on it. Right. So there's that. Um, Yeah, so I had a lot of people after the last episode, a lot, let's quantify that. Actually, let's not quantify that. I had several people tell me that they liked the Astro Weather, so we're going to keep doing it. We do, do my very want. best. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do what the people want. And I we don't want to disappoint anybody if they liked that. Which is the reason why I wanted to forego doing it because I don't want to disappoint anyone. But I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. So this week, um, Sunday. So today's Saturday the the third, July third. Tomorrow's July fourth. I'm starting this from July fifth, which will be Monday, probably the day that this episode will go up, mm-hmm. to July eleventh, which will be next Sunday. So the sun's gonna be in Cancer. We're in cancer season right now. Maybe that's why I'm feeling extra emotional. It's all the water. It's like stirring up all my bubbles. Yeah. (laughs) But but, um, so it's cancer season right now. We got a lot of cancers in our lives. We do. Like so many. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cancers. (laughs) Yeah. So it's cancer season. Um, So sun's going to be in cancer the entire time. But the moon. So right now throughout the weekend, the moon's in Taurus. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. We like that. The sun... (laughs) The sun and Cancer and the moon and Taurus, there's a lot of other things sparking tension in the sky right now, um, but those two together are lovely because they're both very like nurturing, lovey-dovey, enjoying, sensual, that sounds sexy, but I don't mean it. I just mean like- <laughs> Extremely sexual. Just, like, just sexual energy is just rampant right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, they're both yeah. like very um, nurturing, yummy. Yeah signs to me so that seems like a lovely combination Mm -hmm. so throughout this weekend that will be the sun and the moon but on monday the moon is moving from taurus into gemini um and then it'll actually be in gemini it's transitioning from taurus to gemini on monday and then it will stay in gemini until um thursday so on thursday it's going to move into cancer and then on friday we have a new moon so a new moon is always when the sun and the moon are in the same sign because it's a it's an eclipse essentially like the earth is in between the moon and the sun so they're both in the same line so the moon is going to be in cancer 
from Thursday through Friday. And then in Saturday, the sun moves into Leo and it'll be there through the weekend. So we do have a new moon this weekend and this week, I guess you'll be feeling the energy throughout this weekend. And then, so the sun and the moon are going to be on either side of earth and then they're opposite to Pluto. So there's a new moon in Cancer and then Pluto is opposite to both of them. So whenever a new moon is opposing a planet, that kind of adds a special charge to it. And Pluto is all about personal power. As I'm speaking right now, it is like literally getting darker and darker it, outside. It's, scary it's kind of freaking outside. me out as I'm talking. It's literally <laughs> still doing it. Yeah. It's getting darker and darker. And I'm like, okay. It's definitely in a storm like all day today. Or like right this second. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I probably just like muddled all that together. But essentially, there's a new moon in Cancer on Friday. And then Pluto is opposing that. So they're opposite from each other in the skies, which means that a big part of this new moon, part of the energy that you're going to be feeling has to do with your own personal power. That's one of the big um, things that Pluto represents is power in general. So I wrote down a bunch of other notes for the new moon, but I'll just quickly go over the rest of the stuff that's going on in the sky throughout this week. So Mars, <laughs> I will crack myself up with these, with the things that I write down. I don't, I literally have no like thoughts when I'm doing these things. And then when I read it later, I'm like, who am I? I wrote Mars is in Leo, Venus is in Leo, that's hot. <laughs> honestly it kind of is so like mars Keep really it simple. Mar- that's hot <laughs> mars likes to be in leo um mars it, so leo is a cardinal fire sign and mars is all wait no i think leo is a fixed fire sign yeah yeah leo is fixed so mars likes to be in leo leo is all, all about um bravery um assertiveness courage that sort of stuff and you know what mars likes that so mars likes to be in leo which could be a good thing or bad thing going into this week, just depending. Yeah. And I think I'm feeling a lot of that too. I feel yeah. very assertive and I, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of frightening, honestly. <laughs> so um, that's, that's hot, I guess. And yeah. that's just because Mars and Leo, um, Mars and Venus are both about the way that we interact with relationships sometimes. So mm-hmm. Mars is all about sex and aggression. And Venus represents just relationships in general. And also just like our like loving relationships, yeah. those sorts of things, whether it be friendship or romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're both in the same sign right now. And that's that's good. So something that you can look at in your own birth chart is where your Mars and your Venus are. It's pr- a pretty good indicator that you are pretty good at relationships. I've heard if mm. your Mars and your Venus are in the same house and both of mine are in Aquarius. So um, it, means that, it means that you are attracted to the same kind of people that you like having intimate relationships mm. with. Okay. Whereas I know some people have their Mars and like Scorpio and then their um, Venus in something that's like very different to that. And so yeah. it can be difficult for them to find someone that they're like attracted to that they also like would like to have a long-term relationship yeah. with. But yeah, so I think that that's pretty cool that they're both in the same yeah. sign right now. I feel like that could be good for your relationships, maybe, or maybe really bad. Who yeah. knows? What do I know? <laughs> it could go either way. Yeah, <laughs> That's me with everything. The caveat is it could go either way. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, but that's just me. I just... <laughs> speaking of... Uh, speaking of could go either way, um, Gemini is in Mercury right now. Mercury is ruled by Gemini. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercury likes to be in Gemini. Yeah. Gemini likes to talk mm-hmm. um, and... Likes to communicate. You likes do the to, math or don't. Yeah. Like we said it could last go week, either way. we're not great at math. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty me. good at math. Yeah, no, you're... I'm speaking more for myself. I'm decent. Um, but yeah, so Mercury's in Gemini. And then, ooh, this is where the spiciness comes in. Mm-hmm. So 
let me grab this puppy <laughs> head over here to my notes so jupiter saturn neptune and pluto are all in pisces or aquarius and they are all retrograde all of those planets are in retrograde if you go to that website that i discussed in the previous season about how it's i think it's called the planets today you'll see like so many planets are highlighted and lit up right now because that means they're retrograding so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of planets going in retrograde i'm pretty sure mercury is still stationed like um what's the word direct yeah direct yeah and so uh yeah there's a lot of like just tumultuous like backwards energy like we're, we're 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 drawing back on past experiences i feel like okay um and then um uranus is going retrograde on the 18th in taurus so um that's interesting as well mm-hmm. that's all i got there so let's talk about the new moon so the new moon is friday the 9th and we've talked about what new moons kind of represent through each lunar cycle the new moon is like a new beginning and then the full moon is like a culmination so the energy rises and falls every four weeks so it's either rising to that full moon for to the culmination of whatever we're manifesting individually or collectively or it's falling um and you can probably have felt the low, the slow diminish in the energy coming to now i know i have um i've definitely felt slower and slower as we've gotten to yeah. to right now um so on friday we'll reach a new beginning so this is a great time to um set intentions we can call it coming up with things you'd like to manifest if you want or not but it's a good idea to start setting intentions a good thing to set intentions about this coming new moon would be um things having to do with your personal power especially um cancer is very intuitive since we're in a water sign right now and since the moon's going to be in a water sign as well um water is all about your intuition your emotions and i think it's important to give validity to those um and to trust ourselves more i think a lot of times we rationalize ourselves out of trusting our instincts and i think that would be this will be a great time for us to really think about when have my instincts been correct about people places or things especially when it comes to things that have maybe we've maybe allowed to strip us from some of our personal power things that have when we've rationalized ourselves out of listening to our instincts in situations where we have given our power away. Mm-hmm. So it's important to remember that like no one can really take power from you. Yeah. You can only really give it away. And I think that now would be a good time to reflect on that. Times where you haven't listened to your intuition. Uh, let's see. So expect to be feeling some heightened sensitivity, um, some deep intuitive feelings this coming week. And then I think it's important just to find stillness throughout this week on your own and find time to listen to that voice inside of you um whether that be meditation or mindful movement or just something that you know allows you to quiet your mind and really get into that feeling sense of who you really are like i said it's going to be opposite to pluto so this is an emphasis on our personal power what are ways that you can going forward start to reclaim some of that personal power Um, and what relationships are you giving it away let's see there's the t-square in the sky that i talked about uranus is in taurus venus and mars are in leo and saturn is in aquarius so that's just sparking tension with all these fixed signs um if you are any of those signs you're definitely going to be feeling some of that tension or if you have any of those signs that are important in your natal birth chart you're going to be feeling some of this tension and i think that in times of tension once again the most important thing you can do is listen to your intuition really can you hear that rain yeah that's pouring now so yeah so in times of tension often we cannot rely on our conditioned mind yeah so i think that especially for those signs it's going to be important to allow ourselves to feel but reflect before 
reacting. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there's anything else here that looks important. Yeah, all those signs are fixed energy. So there's going to be a lot of tension in the sky. Fixed energy can be a good thing. So fixed signs have a lot of endurance and stamina to accomplish things. But think about in what ways um, are we using that stubbornness to push through unnecessary things when we could be letting go and maybe that would help us move further mm-hmm. quicker. I know that I certainly do that a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of fixed signs um, and I have a tendency to bulldoze through things because mm-hmm. I know I can accomplish it. Right. But I think sometimes when I remember to let go, things come more easily to me when I yeah. receive rather than try to chase. Right. It's um, like trying to force something when it like doesn't need to be. It's trying to force something that will fall into place. Yeah. If you just let it. Mm-hmm. So you're wasting your energy. Kind yeah. Of. That's what I've kind of felt. Right. Um, and then let's see here. Um, something I wrote down, which you can take or leave is, um, but something that I, I guess I got from this, from these combinations was I wrote down in what ways are you perpetuating things by playing the victim role um, where you can, where you could be transcending that and changing your story. Mm. So there's a lot of times where when it comes to your personal power, the reason why we continuously give it away is because of the story that we've been told either to ourselves or by ourselves that we are the victim. And I think that's something that I've actually, I've felt sparking a lot of anger in me this week is, um, which obviously means that I have it within myself. And that's something that I don't like is um, when people have been victim-y <laughs> lately, it's right. really started to like, it's just. Like get you going. Yeah, it just yeah. gets me going. Because it's, it's different when something, obviously it's easy to have compassion when, when something has actually happened and you see someone has been hurt. Right. But it's hard when nothing is happening, but you can tell that someone is so identified with the role of being the victim or yeah. that things are constantly going poorly mm-hmm. for them, that it's difficult to for them to get out of that. And so they are just stuck in a rut. They're stuck in that timeline where people are mean to them. Things are bad for them. Nothing's ever going well for them. Mm -hmm. Boo-hoo. And I know that it's really hard to get out of that, but I think that that's something that this energy is really trying to draw out in us is like at what, in what periods of your life are you just playing the victim? And Mm -hmm. that's why you're perpetuating it to yourself. Like are things really happening to you or are you allowing yeah. Are you allowing yourself to give your power away because that's who you think you are? Yeah. Do you want to keep being that person? Right. It's kind Probably of how I'm clinging to it because now it's part of your identity. Yeah. And it's comfortable. Yeah. It's comfortable to be the victim sometimes. It really right. is. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's easier. It's so much easier sometimes yeah. because sometimes it's so it's easier to be sad almost when you're used to when you know what it's like to be sad. Right. Exactly. Because it yeah. feels harder to try and get yourself out of that. Right. If that's where you've been. And for it's a, a safety time. net for if I don't do a good job, it's because I'm the victim. Mm-hmm. If I don't do a good job, it's because of all the shit that's happened to me. Right. You can point at something else and say, this is why I'm yeah. like this. I've been handed a bad deck of cards. Right. So my life will never be good. Yeah. And we all do it at some points in our yeah. lives, for sure. And I think that that's why it's been so triggering to me is like when I when I see it, like that's something that I... I don't want to be like that, yeah, obviously, but I think right. we all do it. And I think that when I see other people doing it, it mm-hmm. does. I'm like, stop it. No, right. like, like it's, it's not, you don't like seeing it in yourself when you do it, but then you also don't like seeing other people do it either. Right. I guess my whole point is a lot of times when something is triggering to you, which I'm sure you guys already know this maybe, but I've found that when things are really triggering, it's usually because it's something that I right. don't like yeah. about myself. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I wrote down, and maybe that resonates with you, maybe it doesn't. Um, and then I guess the last thing would be the energy in the sky in general. Cancerian energy is all about the family and nurturing. 
there's like high roads and low roads to it so protective shell think about like a crab the pinchers so it's like Mm -hmm. sometimes when we're in that there's multiple ways to be nurturing some people try to keep everything in a box and like we'll protect it and that but try not to be like that I guess (laughs) Um, but I wrote down um, what can you do to nurture yourself and those around you with good boundaries without bringing out the claws yeah that's what I wrote down yeah that's a good way to put it um so that and then um the sun and moon are trying to Neptune as well during this so that is a lovely combination as well Neptune is a very dreamy planet also associated with your intuition so I just feel like it's going to be a very eye-opening intuitive time which Mm -hmm. really all times are but I just feel like you might have if you're not someone who has a lot of that in your daily life you might be more open to it this coming weekend so allow it in play with it be more open to sitting in stillness I know that's hard to do Mm -hmm. um this time of year yeah (laughs) at the fourth of July but I think maybe that actually might be a lovely time for it just because this weekend's going to be crazy probably for a lot of people so maybe next weekend will be a good time for people to like slow down yeah so if you feel called to slow down this week let it happen right it's supposed to to, you're supposed to be the the moon is about to be new so Mm -hmm. we're closing up a cycle the energy is dropping yeah you're supposed it's dark outside the moon is dark you're supposed to yeah gloomy lately yeah so you're supposed to feel that way. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. How can you nurture yourself and others with good boundaries mm-hmm. so that you don't have to bring out the pinchers? Yeah. Don't pinch people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. That's nice. the weather. That took a long time. I'm sorry. No, that was good. Um, did you want to talk about the thing that you looked up recently? Mm-hmm. So I wrote, I wrote down a lot this week. I've been feeling very all the ways that I just described, (laughs) but I've been having a lot of thoughts and stuff. So I wrote down a lot of things, but one thing that I did happen to come across this week, um, which I I have always wanted to kind of look into, but it kind of intimidates me, is just the degrees of aspects in a chart. So I always knew that the degrees meant something, and I'm not going to go into all of it, because honestly, this is a lot, and I wrote down like multiple things. Um, But... I happened to come across someone who was talking about the anoretic degree, which is 29 degrees in astrology. Apparently anoretic um, comes from the same words that killer and destroyer come from. And I actually have a lot of things that are at the anoretic degree in my chart. Interesting. So (laughs) I was like, let's figure out what that is. Yeah, let's look at that. Um, So the 29th degree is the final degree in each pie piece of the astrological chart. So there's 12 signs. 12 times 30 is 360 degrees. So there's 360 degrees in a circle and there's 12 signs. So each sign gets 30 degrees within it. Um, So you can be a certain sign for a planet or an aspect, but the degree that you are that sign actually does matter. I don't know that much about it yet, but I know that there are certain signs that are called, um, not certain signs, certain degrees that are called critical degrees for each sign. Um, which we can go over if we have time. If not, you can find them on the internet. It's pretty easy. But having a sign, I mean, having an aspect at a critical degree of a sign places emphasis on that aspect in your chart. Mm. And then having the anoretic degree is supposed to mean a lot of very interesting things as well, which is so, the most interesting thing to me was when I was looking this up, this was a perfect example of, um, one's perception of life really does um, color the way that they 
interpret astrology, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm Because I've seen so many different ways that this has been described. Like some of it is so dark and some of it is like, some some of it is like the 29th degree means that you're a master at this. Like you're like, you are like, this is the magic number. And then some of it was like, some of it was like, this is going to make or break you. And like, this is going to be like the point of like absolute catastrophe in your life. And I'm like, okay, so. A lot of different viewpoints. So I went through a lot Mm -hmm. looking this up because I do have, um, a fair amount of things that are at the degree. I believe I wrote it all down, but I'm going to actually pull up my chart here just so I can have it physically in front of me. Yeah, how do you, like, when you're looking at your chart, how can you tell, like, do you it, need the chart where it gives you... It has the degrees on it. If you look up most of the birth charts, it says it. Oh, so, I see it, yeah. So, for instance, my moon is in Pisces at 12 degrees. Now, all my anoretic degrees, which I'm not entirely sure if this is correct or not, because a lot of, like, some of this has to do with the time that I was born, which who knows if this is the exact time that I was born, because I don't have my birth certificate. This oh, is just yeah. for my dad and my mom, right. who both gave me a similar time, so I'm assuming it's correct. It's yeah. um, when it comes to anoretic degrees, my MC, my IC, my Venus, my ascendant, and my descendant are all at 29. That's very interesting. Right? I, like, in just the chart in the Chani app. My, I mean, I don't see 29 marked for anything. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have 28 a lot. I see 28 a couple times. Is 28 for? 28 is my IC, and then I see it at It should MC, be at your MC, too. MC, too, yeah. yeah. But that's it. I think that's the only place I see 28. So it says that it's the final degree of each sign, so the completion. It emphasizes an aspect of the chart, and then um, it can be potentially... So what I've gotten from my interpretation of every, from multiple people who have tried to explain this to me yeah. via the internet, because yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't found it in any of the books that I had. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, was that it's either potentially very challenging or a gift. Okay. So I guess it's one of those things where like great power comes great responsibility yeah, kind of thing. Right. It's kind of what I've gotten. And a good example, um, I have two examples of this. So Oprah's ascendant is at 29 degrees. And then Donald Trump's ascendant is at 29 degrees. Right. So you can two see very different people. Two very, very different people. Yeah. Um, of course, they're in different signs. So not of course, but they are in different signs. Mm-hmm. Oprah's ascendant was in Sagittarius and Donald Trump's was in Leo. Mm-hmm. So you can see that the the way that it, the um, shade of their yeah. rising sign is different. But I guess those are just two examples of influential people mm-hmm. who had it at 29 degrees. So it became, um, it's like a magnifying glass, I feel yeah. like. And then I thought it was interesting that mine, one of mine was my Venus, which mine is at the 29th degree in the fourth house. Venus is all about relationships and the fourth house is all about family. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting. That is like interesting because I feel like that's like a lot of charge there. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, And then difficulty, but also magic is what I wrote down. So it Mm. depends on like how, I guess it just depends on how you wield it. Right. Um, And once again, I have no idea what I'm talking about. This is just what I've looked up this week. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting. That is interesting. Um, I haven't really looked into any of the degrees of anything. Yeah. Until this point. Yeah. So, um, it's this, so the anoretic degree is the space between the signs. Someone has called it the no man's land. It's the space between like the very end of one sign, the beginning of the other one. So you could think about like a crescendo or, um, a growth of energy, almost like a distortion of that energy occurs within the change between the signs. Um, it's, and someone else gave a really good example of this. It's like, um, the flurry of brain activity that you have right before you die. 
Um, it's kind of like how DMT is released in your brain and you have mm-hmm. like a sudden awakening. It's yeah. almost like the very end of a sign, like that oh, energy okay. of like being at the very end of the sign is like an intense expansion of that energy yeah. right before you move into the next sign. Okay. You can either feel like you're ahead of the crowd in that aspect of your life. Like um, Elvis had a lot of things at, he actually had his Venus at the 29th degree um, and apparently he like always expressed feelings of being very lonely and like not relating to people. Mm-hmm. Natives are in the process of concluding a certain spiritual lesson is another idea that I got. It can feel, it can give you a feeling of urgency in that aspect of your life where you feel like you have to complete something because like you're at the last degree. So okay. it's like, um, since time isn't real and technically all aspects of yourself exist all at once, it's hard to tell how reincarnation works and whether there is any sort of sequential like step process to it. Like yeah. whether you just like notch everything over one degree. I, I don't right. know. But like the way that this is written makes it feel like when things are at the 29th degree, it feels like a culmination. Like this is like the final hour to complete something. Yeah. And then so at the highest things, aspects that are at the 29th degree can make you um, a wise teacher with great maturity or at worst people a lot of people who are like serial murderers apparently and like i know isn't this crazy like it's like so crazy like the the polarity of the things that i saw yeah and so it's like a lot of like really um just like dark things but also really bright things and it was just it was just really interesting interesting. it's definitely how people interpret it yeah and it was just really cool um to read go through all the examples and stuff like that um oh yeah so something i didn't know but this has to do with all the degrees apparently Generally speaking, the planets or aspects in a chart that are the highest degree Mm -hmm. represent the parts of the personality with the highest development. So apparently the degrees within your chart, like aspects of your chart, those with the furthest degree within that sign are the most developed aspects of your personality. So I thought that that was really cool. That's interesting, yeah. Um, But things to think about if you do have any aspects in your chart that are at 29 degrees... It says, think highest expression over overcompensation and magic and wisdom over crisis. So mm. there's a lot of energy there. But like, once again, you get to decide which yeah. direction you take it. Right. Yeah. Like, it's up to you. Don't how become you a murderer. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's like, a, obviously, like a very like, I'm sure for most people, it's not manifesting that way. Oh, for sure. It's just super interesting. It's interesting that it can. Yeah. Yeah. And I just came across it like happenstance this week. And then the more I looked into it, I was like, whoa, this is like so many crazy things. Um, And then something else that I wrote down that this just came from my own thought was two and nine is 11. And that's the master number in numerology. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, that's what we talked about last week mm-hmm. when you were like, oh, I have an 11. And I was like, yeah. what? So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But yeah, apparently all the degrees do matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just your sign now, which is crazy. It just, yeah, um, it's hard because it's like you think that you know it and then you're like, There's wait. always so much more. Yeah. But the strongest, um, the critical degrees are zero degrees and 29 degrees. So do you have any at zero? Um, I don't think so. Um, and the reason why those are important is because they're the periods of change between the elements. Mm-hmm. So, and then the first 10 degrees within each sign are the purest form of that sign. And then as it gets further towards the end, the the sign begins to diversify a little bit. So I've heard as well that the from zero to 10 degrees, that's when you hear like, that person is like such an Aries or that person is such an Aquarius. Like where it's just like, yeah. you're just like true, true blue. You are that sign. Like it's a very obvious that you're like a leo or whatever but then as you get further in the sign as the sign matures it begins to branch out and um pick up other aspects of 
the world and okay. not just be so like so typically that's I don't right. know how to describe it yeah. but that's what I've um, heard yeah so there's also critical degrees within each sign so for Aries and the way that you do this is you basically write out all the signs in order mm-hmm. so Aries Taurus Gemini Cancer Leo Virgo Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. That's the order of the signs. And then you just go through them and you write down their numbers. So I wrote one next to Aries, two next to Taurus, three next to Gemini, four next to Cancer, five next to Leo, so on and so forth. And then it's kept going through down once again mm-hmm. until I got to 30. So for Aries, the some pivotal degrees are 1, 13, and 25. Taurus, it's 2, 14, 26. Gemini, it's 3, 15, and 27. Cancer, it's 4, 16, 28. Leo's 5, 17, 29. Virgo's 6, 18. Libra is 7, 19. Scorpio's 8 and 20. Sagittarius is 9 and 21. Capricorn is 10 and 22. Aquarius is 11 and 23. Pisces is 12 and 24. So apparently those signs rule those numbers as well. Mm-hmm. So allegedly, if you have like Jupiter in Scorpio, but then it's at six degrees, there's like an aspect of Virgo to that relationship, which is crazy. Yeah, that's So crazy. there's just like so many layers to it. And once again, I barely know about any of this, this but is, I just thought that yeah, was so cool. cool. Yeah. So like the cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And apparently their critical degrees are 0, 13, and 26. And then Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, it's 8 through 9, 21 to 22. And then for the mutable signs, which you are, you're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. And then also Virgo, um, Sagittarius, and Pisces are 4 and 17. So if you see any of those signs with those degrees, that means that that there's an emphasis on that as well. So there's just like so many ways within a chart for things to be emphasized or like flavored. Yeah. There's just like so many ways to make it so personal. And that's right. why each astrological chart, I forget the exact number, but it was like each one hasn't been replicated in like 26,000 years or something. So or like you are so unique. Yeah. Like there's no one who's just like you and ha- right. there hasn't been anyone just like you in like tens of thousands of years. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. Aries, my moon is at seven degrees. So that must mean I'm a purer form of Aries mm-hmm. <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I have nothing in 29. I don't have any zeros. Um, I have three 28s, and then I don't have any 10s either. Like, where are your, where are all your 28s again? Um, it's basically the IC, MC, and DC are where my 28s are. And then. Oh, yeah, that's because we're from the same place. Right. Yeah, because we're both aliens from... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm actually... I'm backwards because your DC is in Scorpio, isn't it? Yes. So Ryan and I are from the same place. Yes. You're from... We we passed on the other... We were like... We would pass each other. I'm like 20 minutes away from you We like high-fived on the way. We (laughs) were on opposite ends of the the galaxy. We high-fived on our way to Earth. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I remember that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Your hair was pink. I was about to say, I think think you were wearing a really cool outfit. I remember being like, she's got really good style. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was not scared to flaunt what I had. Uh oh. Well, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to look more into like the degrees all of my stuff are at now because I really haven't paid attention to that. Yeah, like I, I, I didn't look and... that much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was cool to know that that was like another aspect. Yeah. Because like, let's see what I have here. Like the lowest degree that I have is I do have one one degree. Oh, interesting. And that's my um, Saturn in Pisces. Okay. Which goes to show, that's true as hell. I am 
when it comes to learning lessons, boy, am I emotional about it. And am I a Pisces about it? Yes. I am sad and I am. (laughs) I think my lowest, my lowest is three. And that's my Chiron, I think, in Virgo. Cool. Hey, my Chiron's in Virgo. I guess that's probably normal. Is that, yeah, maybe that, is that like a generational thing? I'm not sure. I don't know. We should go into Chiron next week. Well, I don't know anything. I know Chani's like planning on adding it to the app because it's here at the bottom. Good thing we subscribe. Thing. I know because it says Chiron coming soon. It's locked. <laughs> Mine's at seven degrees, but the rest of my chart is pretty high. Like everything's like yeah. 24, 22, mm-hmm. 23, 29, 21, 27. I have like a few sevens and fives and then yeah, a lot of mine are like 25 22 and my son that's another thing i was gonna say my son is at 23 degrees of aquarius Mm -hmm. and um my mars is at 11 degrees of aquarius and 11 and 23 are both aquarius numbers so i thought that was interesting too um and then my venus is at 29 which is a critical degree so i just thought like my aquarius section of my I don't know. It's pretty locked it's and loaded. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. what's going on there entirely. I would love to get an actual reading from I someone know. who knows what they're talking that about. That really needs to be an episode Because soon. I'm like, <laughs> I need- something something is happening here. Watch her be like, this is a very boring chart. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like captivated yeah. by the You're numbers. Like, oh my God, this is so impressive. Like, but the 11, the 23, yeah. and the 29, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just really, it would be so... I think satisfying to have somebody else read your chart who like really knows what they're talking about. And who doesn't know you. Who doesn't know you. Yeah. Yeah. Who's just like, um, yeah, did you do this at this time? Cause like I can tell. <laughs> and you're like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what the the degree stuff I've been looking at this that's week, cool. which I thought was really cool. It was very interesting. I'm gonna have to look into it that. Felt more. worthy of mentioning. For sure. Okay. Well that's what I have. I also I have so many things written down and I also had there's a book that Jordan got me a while back um, called Empath to Mystic, and there was a section of it today that I randomly read, and I thought that it was pertinent to this conversation. Let's hear it. And I don't really know how long, how much of it I will read. Yeah, no, just, I mean, if you want to just give, like, the, the gist of it, too, whatever you want to do. There are parts that I, I think I would actually like to read. I okay. think that this would be useful, and I don't really know. I just feel called to read it. I yeah. feel like it's it's it made sense with what I was talking about Um with the new moon Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just opened it to this page today and when i was reading it at work and i was like this is like literally what i just wrote down about the new moon so it felt it felt important yeah i think we need to hear it (laughs) um so this book is by aaron soul and it's called empath to mystic i've never even read the whole thing front to back like i just like open it to random bits yeah but this section is the one that i randomly opened it up to today it's on page 76 and it says you desire a feeling I'm going to get so thirsty while reading this, but I'm going to go for it because I've even underlined parts of it. Okay. So it says, all of your actions are guided by your underlying desire to feel good and how you can achieve those desired feelings. You may make the mistake of thinking that you desire an object or outcome outside of yourself, but in truth, you desire a feeling or state of mind and you associate that feeling with the attainment of objects and outcomes in your life. When you are looking into a desired outcome, look at the feelings you are trying to bring into your life through those desires. The feelings are what you truly desire, and the choices you make in your life are all attempts to live to those feel- to live in those feelings regularly. Unconsciously, it is often the feeling of paradise that is the imagined outcome of the things you want to achieve or have in your life. It is ironic, however, because the feelings of paradise, the feeling of paradise, is the experience of knowing that you don't have to be anything except yourself to feel connected and supported. It is not something that comes from attainment. The opposite is true. It is 
feeling inwardly nourished and connected that enables us to attain anything real and lasting. It is this innate and universal desire for connection that is why you build your pillars of vision and receptivity. Building your pillar of vision gives you the drive you need to overcome your unconscious resistance to receiving, and it is this receptivity that allows you to enter into connection with your inner voice. There is nothing wrong with desires and goals so long as your goals flow from the silence of your heart and not from your conditioned mind. When you are striving to accomplish something in life or to simply get through your to-do list for the day and you hit a wall, it is a sign you are craving connection. It is a sign you need to look for a restful in-between moment where you can receive support from something greater than yourself, a moment where you can allow love and nourishment to pour into you so that intuition and inspiration can guide you. It is only there in that in-between moment that you can receive the knowledge you need to move yourself forward more sustainably. It is not pushing for the attainment of your goals that you find rest. It is in the rest that you find the path to attainment of your goals. Nothing outside yourself can provide that feeling of paradise. And I felt like that was so pertinent to what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I really like that. Um, Not even just about pushing forward and receiving, even just like there are times where I feel like we give away our personal power to goals. Right. Not realizing that most of our goals are kind of a fallacy because we think we'll be happier when we have that job. Exactly. We'll be happier when we have that thing. We'll be happier mm-hmm. when we have more free time. We'll be happier when we look a certain way. Right. When ultimately the goal is to be happier. It's not even the condition that you're setting it upon and what would it feel like to allow yourself just to be happy now would that allow that goal to come to you yeah yes yeah it's like the yeah it's the myth that like any like the next thing that you get then you'll be able to relax or like the next achievement that you have then you'll be successful it's like that rat race of like you're never gonna be happy if that's the way that you think about everything because yeah, you just need to be happy now. <laughs> Which sounds so bullshit, but like, I guess we are kind of creating like a prison within our mind where we are creating conditions for our happiness. Right. Where happiness doesn't have to be conditioned just like love doesn't have to be conditioned. Right. Like love is unconditional and happiness can be unconditional too. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people with much less than you have that are infinitely more happy than you are. And that doesn't make you a bad person for not being happy because I think the the thing that we're getting at here is that we've all been conditioned that happiness is something we're striving for yeah instead of realizing that happiness is something that we already have the Mm -hmm. ability to feel right we just don't allow ourselves to because we feel like we have to earn it yeah exactly right and that's how we are giving away our power is by creating a situation where each moment is an as a moment where we're striving for happy Mm -hmm. instead of being happy you don't strive for happy you don't strive for love you be love you be happy right um which is a lot easier just said than done living yeah, like, in this environment. But it right. is that that is the truth. Though. It's the goal in yeah. life is to be happy. And But it, that's the problem is we keep making it a goal. Well right. And that's I guess I mean like the point of of life is just like yeah. just be happy. Yeah. And you can do it now, but it feels harder than that because we've conditioned ourselves to yeah. feel like we can't. Yeah. Or that we don't we deserve don't, we it. We haven't earned it. Yeah, yeah. Like until we work hard enough. And or that a condition's going to change the way you feel. Right. Yeah. Like if the walls in my house were red instead of this ugly color, oh, yeah, then yeah. I would be so much happier. I do or it all the time with yeah, material objects. Like, oh, if I just could get this one thing for the house, then now I'm going to feel like it's complete yeah. or anything if like that. If my hair was purple, 
Yeah, like <laughs> right, right. It's like yeah. it's those things, and then anytime like if my face didn't look like this right if my butt looked like that if i had better clothes yeah if, if this I bikini had, looked like that on me right. then i'd be happy all the time but you you know from experience that anytime i that look happens, a different way yeah you have and it doesn't make you happier and it, you might for like a split second but yeah. it's not happiness it's it's the satisfaction of the chase and like right. the catch it's like oh i attained it but it's, it's like everything's the fleeting. serotonin that you get from like oh i got a new thing yeah. like oh cool and the whole concept of this universe is that it's form in motion like mm-hmm the whole universe is just create the whole universe that you're able to perceive is just consciousness in a in a temporary form like this table is not forever this table is going to be here it's going to change into something else like our bodies are going to change everything around you is constant change so i think that that's the thing that this is getting at is kind of like what like how you feel is the only thing that you truly have control over right yeah (laughs) like everything else you react to things and the way that you think about things yeah is like that's it (laughs) yeah and even though goals are an important part of living here yeah um another thing that i felt that i found in this book um it's called your legacy and a healthy state of mind this one's short but it just basically says um you will never accomplish everything you set out to do everybody dies with a to-do list your life's work continues beyond your individual human lifetime unfinished business is simply a part of life it yeah. will never all be done so there is no point chasing until your last breath mm. yeah what you reflect on at the end of your life and at the end of your day are the moments of inspiration you had you remember the moments of love you shared when you took extra time to invest in what really matters when you choose process over schedule, at the end of the day, you will find it remarkable how when you stepped back into an in-between moment, miraculously, the blissful intelligence of the universe showed up with solutions that you never would have thought of on your own. And when I read that, I was like, that is it. That is yeah. literally it. It's like, we all think, which this is like, I'm literally me too. It's like, mm-hmm. if, if I just like nailed this, then I yeah. would, you know, if I could, if I could nail so this. So many things. Yeah. I, I think about, I think about everything that way. Honestly. Yeah. And it like, it sucks sometimes. Cause I, yeah, like we all do this. Everything's like a means to an end. Right. And it's like, you're working out to, to look a certain way or you're working out to like complete it, not to like feel what it feels like to right. fucking do it. Yeah. You're like making a food so that you can eat it. You're, I don't know. It's just like everything is such a like process where we're just like, I gotta get done. Yeah, so and sometimes I feel like I do. You feel like this too, especially on, like during the week. I feel like I have to do things so fucking quickly. Yes. Like I feel like I give myself this like really short time frame to do everything. And yeah. I'm like, I, literally, nobody told me I had to do this in like 0. 0.2 seconds. I can take a minute <gasps> to make my salad. Like yeah. I don't know. I just feel like everything I do sometimes is like I just feel like I have this internal time like this clock ticking that's yeah. like you don't do this now you're not going to get this thing done and then you're going to be sad tomorrow that you didn't do it today and you yeah. know what I mean like it's just I think I, it's also because you don't like to rush and so I think that you're maybe trying to get it done quickly so that later right you're like, I have time yeah you're like you're you're it's almost like you're you're you are projecting the like the th- the fact that more stuff's gonna keep coming. Right, like so I'm, you're like if I get this all done now, I'm preparing then preparing for imaginary things that I know I'm gonna ha- like. Yes, even if they're not imaginary, and the moment they are because yeah. they're not happening right now. Yeah, so you're like, well, more stuff's gonna come. Yeah. So if I just get this done now, maybe I'll have free time. Exactly. So then you're taking away the free time of the moment. Right, and then it's like later I probably won't have it either because I, I think do of that something too. else. That yeah, to where do. I'm like, if I can get this all done now, that means later I can do nothing. Right. Because like, but then like I don't yeah. And then later you're like. I need to do the dishes or like, I don't know, there's just always <laughs> something. Yes. Or if I wake up in the morning and the dishes aren't done, I'm like, I fucking have to do this yeah, right now or I'm like, never going to be able oh, to relax. Sure. 
Yeah. There's so yeah, I yeah, exactly. It's it's like the I can't relax now, I can relax later. Yeah, yes. And it's like I can't relax until XYZ. Right. And it's Once like, XYZ, why can't I just relax but right then now? there's always another XYZ. Yep. There's never gonna the list I think that's is the point. Ending. Yeah, like yeah. there is always more. Right. If yeah, you complete like, it, it's like a video game. If you complete the the quest, that's when another random computer character walks up to you and is like, Will you help me find my dragon? Yeah. And you're like, What? I just did that. Like right. I already I already did the quest. Like yeah. they're gonna keep coming mm-hmm. and the next one won't come till you're finished with this one. So it's like yeah. you you have the time. This is just a big elaborate video game. I know. It's all simulation. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. And it's like, even when you're recognizing it in the moment, because I recognize it all the time. I think to myself all the time, like, I don't need to be so like, eh, right now about yeah. this. Like, I'm just making lunch. Like, it's okay. But so I, I just, I slip back into it so easily though. Like, yeah. even if I have a day where I'm like, okay, you can relax. That's capitalism. Like, it is. <laughs> That's it's fucking capitalism. It's the condition that eight hours of your day have to be dedicated to this one yeah. thing. And then, then you oh my get God. to relax. So I had this thought, I had this thought and we can keep this in or we can't, I don't know. <laughs> but I had this thought the other day where I was like, isn't it awesome that like, that so many companies are so open to allowing people with disabilities or like people who are like on various spectrums they allow them to work for them and like it gives them yeah. a pl- but then i thought started thinking why do they fucking have to work right, right I know. and then i started getting really mad about it yeah i was like so like we live in a society where like even if you like aren't conditioned for capitalism mm-hmm. because you've been blessed with the ability to be neurodivergent, yeah, there they're like, we'll figure out how yeah, to make some money we'll off of you. you. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It is crazy. I was like, it that sucks. actually, because like at first it seemed like a wholesome thing to me. And then I was like, oh, this is dark. But I think it is supposed to be wholesome because I don't think that any of us inherently mean to be like, no, I don't think capitalism think, meant to be evil. I think it's, <laughs> I think they're trying to be inclusive. Yes. But it, when you really think about it, you're like, why do they have to do that at all? Yeah, because <laughs> I was thinking, like, it's because people believe that you have to contribute to society to be worthwhile, yeah. which is an interesting concept, because it what does it mean to contribute to society? It, and really? It's, it's what does it really so mean? so many of us put so much emphasis on what we do for work right. and put, like, our, not, and, like, I don't, I don't think I put my self-worth really in my job that much, but, like, there are people who, like, it's if part they of your personality, their job, though. they're yeah. like, that's my whole life. Like, yeah. That's it. Like, and that sucks because it's like, that shouldn't be your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> That's like was, how you make money. That's not. <laughs> yeah. I was watching a TikTok today and a guy was talking about how the first time he ever went to therapy, the lady was like, you seem very well adjusted. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here? Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm a pretty good husband. I'm a good friend. I'm a good like employee, but I'd like to be like a great one. And I feel like at this point I'm like 35 and I feel like if I could do it on my own, I would have done it by now. Yeah. And she was like, okay, well like you're an employee for an employer. You're a husband for your wife or a husband. Mm-hmm. You're a parent for your kid, your friend for your friend, but like, who are you for yourself? For you, yeah. And he said that he immediately started crying. Cause he was like, without all that stuff, like who the fuck am I? Right. He's like, I don't have anyone besides that stuff. Yeah. No, I don't think many people do. It's, yeah. I think, I, I do feel like I do. I feel I, like I do too. But like, I feel like a lot of people, like that is their, that is their yeah. entire personality is like yeah. who they are to other think people. Think about people who've worked at the same fucking company for, you know, their entire life. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's like, and some people are happy doing that and that's cool. But like, I feel like for most people, they're not, they're not even thinking about it or like they're not even aware yeah. that they don't have anything for themselves. Like, everything they do is for other people. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think there's a way to be selfishly humanitarian. Yeah. I think what's best for the person can be best for all. If it's, like, truly, like, 
Because I think most yeah. people just want to be happy. And I think most people want to contribute. I think what I'm right. saying is, like, how can you tell what it means to really contribute to society? Like, is it is it contribute Like, is keeping capitalism right? I don't want to be an anti-capitalist, no, but, like, well, podcast. But, like, let's be honest. But like capitalism sucks yeah, for the most and like, part. Yeah, like, and, like, I just don't. I don't know. I'm just having a hard time, like, thinking about it. When I, yeah. The more I thought about it, the more I was, like, keeping capitalism running, is that really is that really contributing to society? Like, what does it mean to contribute to society? Yeah. Like, I don't know that I really contribute to society. I, I try to, but, like, I'm, the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing personally to contribute to society. I mean... You know? I think you I think you are, but it's like... I'm not saying like I'm not. What, I'm just no, saying, like, I know. I know it's hard mean. to, like, quantify that and be like, what does it really mean to, like, contribute to society? Well, I think everybody has a different right. definition of society, too, where, like, you and I probably have a different definition, obviously, than, like, yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, his whole... Everybody always is talking about, like, he did so many things for the economy. And I'm just like, to me... I didn't head, feel any of it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I guess. And also, like, does that fucking matter? I don't know. It's just there are so many things. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my random... That was one of my random thoughts that I wrote down. But I yeah. was just thinking about how, at first, when I think about people being inclusive so that everyone can work. And then I was like, wait, but why does everyone have to work? I know. Well, I was thinking about that the other day, too, about, like... I mean, this is not an original thought, but, like how we have to work our entire lives and then once you're like 65 then you get to do whatever you want but you have to work for it first if you've saved right exactly so like the whole concept is not that like you're just like a lot like it's not like you turn 65 and everyone's like okay like you just get a free free, pass yeah no it's like that's how old you hopefully get to be when you have made enough money to be able to retire but it's so like that concept is so dumb because it's like yeah. don't you want to do all those things when you're young like yeah i don't know it's just it's so weird that that's how we've set everything up yeah like it it's just yeah it feels like we're being milked yeah it feels so backwards yeah i don't want to wait until that point to feel like i can do whatever the hell i want yeah and <laughs> like, also to go back to something i've said a number of times i am not happy when i'm doing nothing like obviously i like to relax but like everyone wants to do stuff and i think everyone wants to do creative things that are contributive Mm -hmm. i just am having a hard time determining what the fuck is contributing in this environment well i think that and i think that's like that's almost like a life pursuit yeah like for most people they're like even when you get to a point in your life where even if you're good at your job you probably are still like i don't know is this is this enough yeah like did i do enough right yeah. And do I have to, like, do you have to do anything? Like, do you need and to contribute to society? It's like, no, you don't. Thing. Not yeah. to have worth, not to God. Like, right, yeah. it doesn't matter. As long as you're happy. But, like, and... we've been conditioned. I think that's yeah. the thing is, like, it's easy to, even, like, all the things that we've said today so far, people will be like, well, you don't know my life. Like, it's harder yeah. than it sounds to be like that. We're not saying it's your fault. It's not, no. like, we're not even saying that we are like that. It's more just like we have all been conditioned mm-hmm. to feel this way. And yeah. I think it's important to have the conversation that, like, you do feel like you are working towards things and Mm -hmm. you think that that's going to make you happy, but that's not true. And like, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but like now that we've gotten to that point, like what do we do collectively to make sure that we can all find happiness in the actual moment? Because the only thing that exists is this moment right right here. Yeah. Which is so meta, but it is like everything's just coalescing into various forms in one giant now moment. Yep. Like silly putty. (laughs) What? (laughs) We're all, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy yeah it is crazy but yeah so that was one of the things mm-hmm. another thing that i wrote down random tangent <laughs> but i just was like taking a breath and it made me think about it and i looked over was the concept of conscious breathing i think the reason why that and i'm sure this is also not an unoriginal thought but 
I've been trying this week, especially since I've been having so many episodes of various <laughs> internal rage yeah. that would come and go, and I'd yeah. be like, wow, whew, that, was, yeah. that was a lot of anger for such a small <laughs> circumstance. But I've been trying to breathe consciously. I'm not even like breathing with any sort of breathing method, just like mm. really focusing on like actually breathing in and like actually breathing out and only thinking about that, which I used to do all the time when I had really bad anxiety, and it does, it does help. So I was thinking more about that, and I've heard Deborah Silverman say once before that, well, this is, this part's me. I was thinking about how breathing is largely unconscious. And I think that the reason why conscious breathing, which this is probably unoriginal, is such an important thing to do is because you're making the unconscious conscious. Mm -hmm. Just like when you're intuitively eating or consciously eating your food and you're tasting it, you're chewing it, which I'm also really bad at because like I inhale my food. I know, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) But, but like things like that, the reason, or even exercising, like when you're trying to be conscious of something that's largely unconscious, that's how you're building your field of consciousness Mm -hmm. as you're making things that are typically unconscious conscious, which allows you to find those moments in your life when you're having thoughts or having unconscious like beliefs. It helps. I feel like that helps you become more conscious of all your unconscious behavior, be it breathing or otherwise. So I was thinking about conscious breathing. And then I remembered the reason why I'm taking this segue is because I randomly started dreaming about dolphins again, which I'm really excited about because I used to have dreams about dolphins all the time. And then I stopped for a while. And I started having them again. And then I remembered that Deborah Silverman was talking about how the reason why dolphins are the most conscious animals on this planet, dolphins and whales, are because, is because they have to consciously breathe. They're one of the oh. only mammals on the planet, which this like just like fills my heart with joy when I think about this. They're one of the only animals on this planet that has to consciously think about when breathing. they have to take a breath their entire life because they're always under the water. It's oh, not yeah. even just like a seal. That's crazy. Like, because right. seals can come up on land, but dolphins sleep under mm-hmm. the water. Like, every single thing that they do has to be conscious because they have to consciously breathe. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy to think about. Like, and she said that that's why they're always smiling is because they're so conscious. And I thought that that was like the... It just like expanded my mind so much when I thought about that. Yeah, that's so weird. I guess like, I don't know, We you know that they have to come out for yeah. air but like you don't think like they're making the choice obviously they yeah. have to know when they need to go up and that's so and it's crazy. something that we take for granted all the time yeah it's right. like having to like we we're just constantly breathing breathe when we're sleeping all yeah. that stuff but like they have to consciously breathe and they have to consciously be aware of like their breath and how much oxygen they have and all these things that we don't have to think about yeah that's i think that that's really cool that and then really cool. i wrote down like that being conscious of like those unconscious behaviors is the gateway to like true presence Mm -hmm. like being able to be truly conscious of these things that you're constantly doing without any thought is that is what true being present Mm -hmm. is is like being so aware that you're conscious of your breathing right that's cool it's so cool that's cool yeah i i love like just taking a minute during the day to just do that just focus on my breath because it really does bring you back to like just peace yeah and you don't have to change it yeah Right, just you can just do it normally, but and something that I really like that Deborah Silverman does once again is she always talks about like breathing out a certain thing. So it's like you breathe in and then like you breathe out peace. Yes, and like it helps yeah. having that intention really does change like your demeanor for a minute, even mm-hmm. if you can just do it for a second. And yeah, you're like <sighs> yeah. And then you just breathe out a certain, like, how do you want to feel? Yeah. I just think about, like, how do you want to feel? Yeah. And then just, like, keep breathing that out. And, mm-hmm. like, that really can change your mood in, yeah. like, 30 seconds. Right. Not Obviously, it's not, like, going to fix everything. No, but, but it does really, really help. And when you're feeling stressed out or anxious about something in the moment, just taking a second to do that sometimes just resets your 
yeah your whole brain (laughs) it's so amazing how good like just really breathing feels and when you think about it like most of the time all of us we're taking like really shallow breaths because we're not thinking about it but like when you really breathe like deep Mm -hmm. and get like some deep breaths in like I just feel like you really do feel better yeah (laughs) like it does affect a lot (laughs) I don't know it's just interesting that's one of the things I really like I know people get this with yoga Mm -hmm. but I really like it with running is I feel like in order to get better at running I had to start to control my breathing and I feel like that's something that really it just changed the way I I viewed running a lot Mm -hmm. and I feel like as I've gotten better running and back in the past when I wasn't very good the difference was being able to control my breathing and I feel like I am very aware of how I'm breathing when I'm running now Mm -hmm. and I do feel like it is like somewhat of a meditative practice like even if I am listening to music like I am so aware of like how I'm breathing yeah and I think that it's very relaxing to me yeah (laughs) it's kind of one of the only sports that they they do that like I feel like they like we kind of even with our coaches like they would tell you like you should be focusing on your breathing and they give you like techniques and stuff and I feel like most sports like when I played lacrosse, they did not do that. You're just running and they're yeah. not, they're not giving you anything like that. But I think in running, they're just so, so there's so many other aspects to it that yeah. come into play. It's that, such a simple thing to do. Yeah. And I feel like that's, what's so beautiful about it mm-hmm. is that like, that's what allows you to tap into all those like deeper things is like the only thing you have to do is run. Yeah. The rest of it is like internal, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. It's like you're in your head for like, yeah. if, it, if you're running a race, it's like, you're not running a race. I mean, you're with other people, but you're really not with other people. Like, you're in your head the whole time. Yeah. It's, like, completely mental. Yeah. It's just the coolest sport. It is very cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was, like, I don't know. I I think it prepared me for a lot of things in a way. Yeah. And it teaches you that, like, so many of the sensations are internal. Like, like, so many of the sensations are self-created. Yeah, like, Like, in your head. Yeah. there's, There's a lot of it that's, like, a mental... You have to you have to tell yourself that like you're going to be fine. Like you can do this Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Even if it hurts. Yeah. I feel like band was kind of like that too. Cause like we had to do breathing exercises in band. That's true. Yeah. Which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like a lot of aspects of my life that have involved like controlling your breath have been very like transformative. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. back to the dolphins. Obviously that's why they're so cool. They are so cool. And we see yeah. them all the time here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy that they're in my dreams again. Yeah. That's fun. I had I I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but my favorite dolphin dream that I've ever had was one where I there were dolphins and we were out in the middle of the ocean and they were building solar panels above the ocean. You told me about that, but I don't think I don't know if we talked. And about it was really cool. Yeah, I if I get solar panels installed in my house, I hope to God that they are dolphins. It's been installed them. by dolphins. <laughs> That would be really cool. That'd be sick. Those little hard hats. That. Yeah. Oh my god. Imagine they have like little tool belts on. Are they walking on their like back tails? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. Right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> they grow legs. If they so wore like... pants, like where would they come to? <laughs> they have a pair of like Carhartt work pants. I say, let's be honest. Like tube. <laughs> be honest. Dolphins are naked. They like it that way. They're not wearing clothes. Yeah. yeah Just sure. cowboy hats. Just the hard hat. Yeah. <laughs> Another cow- cowboy hat. So. It's a hard hat, but it is a cowboy hat. It's cowboy shaped. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing cool. that I was thinking about was dolphins. Yeah. Breathe more. Be more like a dolphin. I think anytime, anytime you're sitting with I don't know just like your breath or just trying to not even clear your mind but like just be present and like notice things like like I think Eckhart Tolle talks about this in his books but like 
looking at a tree and like really seeing it for what it is and not because I mean we look at all these things all the time and they're just normal and we don't think about them but like when you really look at a tree and you're like damn like damn, that is cool yeah <laughs> yeah um something that he I was watching a talk with Eckhart Tolle and Ram Dass this week mm-hmm. and it was so it was so good but he was talking about someone someone in the audience asked Ram Dass about experimenting with drugs and like spirituality and stuff and this is after Ram Dass had had a stroke and he was like yeah. that's awesome <laughs> and he was just like talking about it yeah but then Eckhart Tolle was talking about how he has tried acid one time and how when he took it it was like everything was shouting at him but then when he said afterwards really struck me because it's something that I I do really resonate with he said um when I took acid it was like everything was shouting at me but I realized that like I can sense the beingness of every object I don't need it to shout at me he mm-hmm. said for some people it might be very useful because that might be the first time that they realize that everything around them is alive that there's yeah. a beingness and a consciousness to everything mm-hmm. like I, I but some people might need it to shout at them for them to realize that right whereas like I think people who are less prone to do drugs maybe they're scared but like I feel like I I can sense the beingness of things like mm-hmm. and now that's another thing that I've been trying to experiment with with I, which I think goes to say what you were talking about yeah. with the tree is like noticing the beingness of an object like when you look at your phone and like if you hold it in your hands and you really look at it and you notice and you're present, you can sense the beingness of your phone. Like your phone is being a phone. And I know that sounds crazy, but like the more you think about it, the more you start to realize that everything around you is just like consciousness in form. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that was really cool that he said that I, I really resonated with was that some like when you take something like acid it everything seems to be alive right because everything like is is like yeah but that yeah Yeah. exactly it's like all just part of the same Mm -hmm. universal soup that we're in yeah um it's just a a temporary form Mm -hmm. but true presence is being able to cultivate that understanding and that recognition without having to have it shout at you right like without yeah he said like everything was like just like super like up in your face like alive but Mm -hmm. he was like it's just like that is how life is all the time it's just subtle and most people are so distracted by the illusion that they don't understand and they can't sense that like everything is being (laughs) like everything is being another aspect of the universe like Mm -hmm. the water cup that might be next to you like if you really look at it you'll see that like it is consciousness in form i know that's not i don't even know how to describe it but i think you guys know i think when you look when you when you really start to try to be present like i think you'll understand what i'm talking about like Mm -hmm. start to look around you and like notice various objects and like really see them for what they are and notice the beingness of them the like the activity that is there mm-hmm. and i think that then you'll start to understand um but yeah so maybe that's a good place to wrap it up yeah i hope you guys have a great week i yeah. hope you have a great weekend hopefully your weekend was great this mm-hmm. will be past the weekend when by the time you heard it yeah like i said new moon on friday energy might be dying down mm-hmm. a lot of tension in the sky but you got this just be present just breathe yep. breathe it out everything's gonna be great everything's yeah. awesome you guys are great we appreciate all of you um, if you don't already, subscribe to the pod. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, we're at Air Signs Pod. And I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Have a great week. Yeah. Have a great week. See ya. Bye.